Hey, Chris. Hey, Tim. How are you? Doing well. Uh, we have now just gotten into slightly cooler weather here in Houston. So we are at about 85 to 90 degrees, not 95 degrees. So it's, it's very Risk. nice here. It's, yeah, it sounds it. lovely. It's beautiful. How about you? Oh, yeah. It, it's starting to feel like fall here, although we've had a couple of those still, you know, lingering, lingering hot days. Okay. Well, the heat is on here at Hall of Songs, <laughs> where in our last vote, uh, we have actually, I think, what, two artists now have two songs in the Hall of Songs uh, from this recent vote. So they join Elvis and Sam Cooke and uh, there's somebody else, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan, uh, yeah. Two more artists who now have multiple songs in the Hall of Songs after this vote. One of those artists got two in in this very balloting, in this very, in this very vote process. So that's a big deal. That is a big deal. It's pretty exciting. Uh, I think most people uh, if, who've been paying attention can probably guess who that is. Uh, but you never know. There are a couple other artists that had multiple uh, multiple nominations that uh, were on that last ballot. So uh, exciting. It was a fun, fun vote to follow this time. That's right. It's Sam Sham and the Pharaohs getting two songs <laughs> in the Hall of Songs in one campaign. All right. Let's get into the results show. This is the results show for the 12th class of voting. We will find out just what songs plural, are in the Hall of Songs joining the first 25 right now. Welcome, music lovers and loyal listeners, to Hall of Songs, the podcast in which two men attempt to determine the greatest songs of all time. I'm Tim Malcolm. I'm Chris Jones. This is the 12th results show of Hall of Songs. We will be talking about the 12th round of voting that we just had uh, ending last week, which was September uh, September 12th. That's when it ended. And now we have songs to talk about that got inducted into the Hall of Songs from this last round of voting how many songs in total got in this time, Chris? Four new songs, bringing our total to 29. 29 songs in the Hall of Songs. Here's what we do on the podcast. So we, we're a podcast about music history, music commentary. We talk about songs. We tell the history of these songs. Basically, we're trying to find out the greatest songs of all time. We started in 1951, and every year is an episode, so... Every two weeks, we'll give you a new year, 52, 53, 54, on and on and on. And we nominate up to 12 songs to get into the Hall of Songs. After we nominate 12 songs in each episode or up to 12 songs in each episode, we then let you decide which songs actually get in to our hall. That's right. You go on our website, hallofsongs.com and vote for the songs that you think should get in. You will have up to 10 songs to vote for in each ballot. Uh, every two weeks, a new ballot comes out. So it is your job to go to the website and vote. And then after each voting period, we then tabulate and then tell you exactly which songs got enough support to get into the Hall of Songs. To get into the Hall, you need 66.67% of support from that ballot uh, to uh, to stay on the ballot for the next round because it carries over like the Baseball Hall of Fame. You have to be anywhere between 35 and 66.66% support. 
But if you get under 35% support, if your song gets under 35% support, you are knocked out of the ballot for good. You will never be able to come back into the ballot. So that is that. And you get 10 turns on the ballot. You can be on the ballot for 10 rounds. Once you are on for 10 rounds and you don't get into the hall, you're out as well. So that's how it works. That is our system. It has been proven. And I think it is correct. I think we couldn't have invented a better system. (laughs) It is the perfect system. There is no better system for inducting songs into a fake hall of songs. That's right. Because it's never been done before. That's right. This is true. So... We've had 25 songs get into the Hall of Songs up until now. The, the latest uh, couple that have gotten in from our 11th class, Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones, Like a Rolling Stone by Bob Dylan, and California Dreaming by the Mamas and the Papas. Those are 23, 24, and 25. So as Chris said, we have four more to talk about. Uh, go to hallofsongs.com to find out all of the songs that got in. And as I said in, in recent podcasts, and I'm hoping to get this project done. I'm going to write up little write-ups about each song that got into the Hall of Songs, and that'll be available on our website. The longer I wait on that, the harder it's going to get because just more songs are getting in. So hopefully I get to that soon. That's true. Although you could just steal a bunch of them from the uh, write-ups for uh, the Rolling Stones uh, top 500 songs that came out the other day, right? That no. takes care of a bunch of these. Yeah, yeah take, not all. <laughs> you of may them hear though. from that again either in this uh, either in this episode, future episodes. We may talk about that again. Yeah, I think we'll return to the RS 500 uh, in this very result show just for a moment. Uh, that came out uh, during the week that we were getting ready for these episodes. So uh, plenty to talk about. It's very exciting, very geeky for us. So it's a lot of fun. Chris, uh, this latest round of voting, we, as you said, four songs are now in the Hall of Songs, bringing our total to 29. General thoughts about it before we get into the inductees. Uh, a lot of fun to follow along. I would say the ones up at the top were largely what I would have expected, but a couple surprises and uh, also exciting that we have our second song to get in on its second year on the ballot, as opposed to its first. Oh, that's a little teaser. You wonder you what, that's, what that song is going to be. Go run to our <laughs> website, look at the ballot and see what, what's it going to be. Um, this was an unbelievably packed round of voting we had a lot of people voting this time out it like i go through and i actually count each ballot myself just so i get a running total of what's going on and if i need to make sure that you know if someone hit the okay button before they really wanted to and the vote counted the first time and it didn't the second time and they actually meant to do the second ballot like i'm going in the back and making sure that everything's kosher there and I had a lot of counting to do over this, this week-long period. <laughs> there were a lot of votes. So I thank everybody for voting. Thank you so much for going to our website, Hall of Songs, and hallofsongs.com and uh, voting. Um, really great to see all that kind of support and people just clamoring for the songs that they want. And we have a really great showing in this one, too. With four songs getting in, that's fantastic. So I'm really excited for it. So... What do you say, Chris? Do you want to talk about the ones that got in, starting with the first inductee from the 12th class to get Let's into do that. the Hall of Songs? Let's do it. All right. With almost 79% of the vote in its first year on the ballot, the, our leading vote getter in the 12th class was Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys. I'm picking up good vibrations. She's giving me the excitations. I'm picking up good vibrations. She's giving me the excitations. 
So this was probably one of the two or three songs that I thought would be at the top of the list and probably get into the hall. It's one of the songs that, as we've seen with the Rolling Stone 500, it's forever going to be in that top, I don't know, 50 or so list of songs all time. It's a very inventive song. It's a monument as far as studio experimentation. It took a very long time to do. Brian Wilson, the story about him working on this project is well documented and it's a good composition and it's fun to listen to, albeit it is a weird song. Yeah. I mean, we talked a little bit, especially about the disconnect between the lyrics and sort of how eerie it gets. And um, it is, it's an odd song. It's, but it, as you said, it's so, it's such a famous song and so famous for being as, you know, a, a great use of the studio. It, this was the one that I would have expected to be at the top. I mean, maybe not necessarily number one, but certainly near the top. So not a shock. Uh, I think it's a good choice, certainly a worthy nominee. And like you said, this is one that is going to, it's going to show up at the top of, you know, countless best songs less. As far as the Beach Boys are concerned, this is their first song in the Hall of Songs. Is this appropriate? Do you think this is the right start for them? Uh, none of the songs from earlier on in their kind of surf days. Yeah, I, I, I think that's right. I, I would have I wouldn't have been upset, especially upon re-listening to have some of the earlier Beach Boys songs sneak in a little bit. But to me, the Beach Boys were at their best when they were sort of combining that California surf sound with the real use of the studio. And this is their like to me, it's like the, the Pet Sounds album and Good Vibrations are really what sets them apart from some other bands and makes them, uh, you know, makes them a band that we're always going to come back to as one of the true, uh, you know, the true innovators. It's the difference between the Beach Boys and Jane and Dean is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. Who I was like, what is it? Surf City, right? That's the one that I always hear and think is the Beach Boys. But uh, Two girls uh, for every boy. <laughs> yeah. And, and well, but Brian Wilson wrote for them too. He was very oh, yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're yeah. all sort of part of the same scene, but to your point, the Beach Boys and Brian Wilson in particular, you know, used that as a base and then went on and did different things. Whereas some of the other bands, uh, you know, didn't really push those limits. Well, that's Good Vibrations, our 26th song under the Hall of Songs. Speaking of the Beach Boys, the second song from our 12th round of voting to get into the Hall of Songs and number 27 overall, for the first time ever, an artist has more than one song getting in in the same round of voting. So for the first time, two songs from the same artist getting in on the very same ballot. And we all know what this one is going to be. It's from Pet Sounds. It's the Beach Boys. God only knows. And God only knows what I'd be without. God only knows what I'd be I talked about God Only Knows uh, ad nauseum in the last episode. It's my favorite song of all time. I'm very excited to see it get in. 74% support. Fantastic. Could be 100%, but I'm not going to be very upset about it. Nevertheless, I, you know, there's there's not much else I can say about how much I love this song. Yeah, again, a, a very worthy nominee. Uh, we sort of 
struggled a little bit with cutting any songs from Pet Sounds and not putting them on. This is the, you know, I think it was a, the, the right choice from Pet Sounds. Clearly a, a, just a great classic song. And, uh, you know, again, I don't think anyone who listens to this is going to quarrel with that one getting in on its first ballot. To their point about Pet Sounds, do you think if we had nominated Wouldn't It Be Nice or, okay, I'll say it, Sloop John B, that one of those songs could have gotten into the hall. I don't think so, but maybe your opinion is different. Now, I think God Only Knows does stand apart as a song separate from the rest of the ones on the album, uh, especially when you look at some of the choices that we made with the Beatles and then even the Rolling Stones, where I think the voters have been taking a pretty you know, close eye at the songs themselves. And I don't think that it would have just been like, ah, oh, another Pet Songs song, let's vote for that. So God Only Knows is the number 27 song to get into the Hall of Songs, at least as we're counting it here. 74% support. Congratulations again to the Beach Boys and Brian Wilson, especially for being a multi-song inductee. They join Elvis Presley. They join Bob Dylan. They join Sam Cooke. Who else do they join, Chris? So very interestingly, we now have two songs that have gotten in on their second year on the ballot, and they are both by the Beatles. We have from 1965, Yesterday, by the Beatles, uh, joining the class and making the Beatles uh, the fifth artist to have two songs in the Hall of Songs. Yesterday, all my troubles seem so far away. Now it looks as though they're here to stay. Oh, I believe in yesterday. Suddenly, I'm not half the man I used to be. There's a shadow. So, yesterday, to me, felt like an obvious choice to get in on the first ballot back in the 11th class. It lost out, it fell just a little bit short. I think it got something around 60% support, 62.5% support. So, it was the, the first song out uh, of the voting there. This time it gets in with 70%, so it got over the hump. And then some people, a lot of Beatles fans supported their band here in this round of voting. So we'll talk about some of that later. But uh, it's just obviously a song that I think deserves to be placed in, even though we've talked a little bit about some of our, some of the flaws, I guess, inherent with lifting the song up to an elite status. Yeah, I mean, it's, I would say it's never been one that like, jumps into my mind as one of my quote-unquote favorite Beatles songs but at the same time you cannot say you know you, you can't talk enough about its lasting legacy I mean like I said there's a movie that's made about how you know some uh, how the Beatles never existed when people play their songs uh, or when a guy plays their songs everybody just falls in love with them immediately and the movie is called Yesterday and that's because you know it is like it's considered emblematic and for good reason it's like the catch-up of music you got to have ketchup. You got to have yesterday. So even if you don't like ketchup necessarily on anything, you know, you got to have it in the house. So congratulations. Uh, what were you going to say? You going to say something? I was only going to say, I think it's funny. I think the listeners may be just punishing us for our Beatles, you know, fandom by like holding the Beatles songs off for one year. <laughs> it's like, we've talked so much about the Beatles and we did a, an episode just on them that they're like, aha, we'll put them in, but we're going to make you guys wait for, you know, one episode. I actually think it's fantastic to see two Beatles songs in. I'm glad that we don't have seven in the Hall of Songs or something. This is right right now. I feel like this is exactly the number that it should be at this point. Okay, the fourth and final inductee to the Hall of Songs from our 12th round of voting. Back into 1966 we go. And this is 
to me, the biggest surprise of the uh, balloting here. But nevertheless, a song that I think definitely deserves to be into the hall. And that is Buffalo Springfield for what it's worth. Something happening here What it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down I was really happy with this. I'll say I, and it was interesting. Like we've talked a lot on the, the main episodes about sort of there's songs that are our eternal favorites. There's songs that we sort of know their place. And this is one that, and then every, almost every episode, there are one song, maybe two that it's like in re-listening to them, I hear them again and, you know, hear them again for the first time and they sound even better and are more impressive. And that was for what it's worth for me during the 1966 episode. I mean, it was one that I was, like thought it was I, I was really wanted to be on the list from the start but then it was prepping for that episode listening to it again and again i was like wow this really is good and uh and you know learning more about the backstory of him writing it and things like that so really happy this got in uh you know i don't think we'll be hearing from buffalo springfield again seeing as how they basically <laughs> saw <laughs> they they imploded uh by the by 1967 so uh the, likely the last buffalo springfield one so interesting to have that in but it is certainly a great great you know classic song yeah, for what it's worth, and the other one that I think of is All on the Watchtower, Jimi Hendrix's version of it. To me, those are like stock music for Vietnam. And, you know, if you have a movie about the Vietnam War, you know, at some point you're going to see like a chopper and you're going to hear All on the Watchtower as that, as that chopper is, you know, blazing through the sky. And then you're going to get like a shot of soldiers trudging through the mud and you're going to hear, boom. You know, the, the, the Buffalo Springfield, uh, it, you know, it's it's classic. It's great listening to it. Multiple listens like you. I fell more in love with the song. Very experimental, dynamic work. Neil Young's guitar, but the vibrato is really awesome. And I love the harmonies in this one, which I really didn't focus on the first time that I heard this song. And uh, it's great to hear that sort of come out the more I listen to it. So it definitely uh, belongs in got 67.9% support. So it just jumped over that 66.67 line. So good for, for what it's worth by Buffalo Springfield. Before we get into the songs that are still on the ballot, but didn't get into the hall, I did want to stop and talk about for what it's worth for a second, as it relates to, as we mentioned at the top of the episode, the Rolling Stone 500. So Rolling Stone did a list of the 500 greatest songs of all time in 2004, I believe. They did a, they actually did an update of it in 2010. People haven't talked about that, but they did an update right. on it. Uh, and I've but, used that 2010 one a lot in sort of prepping for these, just sort of doing sanity checks to see is there something we missed and do things like that, which it's funny that they didn't really talk about that in, when this, the new one came out. So the new one just came out over the past week. So September, what, 15th, I think is when it came out. Right. And uh, it's an entirely different 500 than we would expect. Half the songs that are on the 500 this time out were not on the original list. There are a ton more songs from modern day. And that was the biggest takeaway that I had was, wow, I didn't realize that BTS already had one of the 500 greatest songs of all time. And, <laughs> you know, I, Missy Elliott was in the top 10, which I love Get Your Freak On. I'm not sure if it's a top 10 song of all time, but nevertheless, 
it's, you know, the, the, the people who voted for this 500 are, they're younger, you know, they're of this generation as much as they were from the older generation. So it makes sense that you'll have those kinds of songs. I was very much against the fact that dreams by Fleetwood Mac was in the top 10. I think that is <laughs> egregious. It wasn't even on the first 500 in, in, in 2004. So I, I think like ocean spray bought that spot for them or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, I like dreams, but it's not the best song on that very album. Right. Anyways. Um, for what it's worth by Buffalo Springfield, which is our 29th Hall of Song inductee, is not on the Rolling Stone 500, this latest version of the list. I can't believe that. Yeah, I was just doing some math, and it's interesting. It's like if you the, – the Rolling Stone list doesn't necessarily start with 1951 like we did, so there's no perfect sort of you know crossover. But it's like if you take a look at 70 years – Obviously, if five songs got into the Hall of Songs every year, which is way more than what we're going, you know, we're going to have on average, I think, or certainly more than what we will have on average, that would be 350 songs. You know, so it's like, so they've got 500 songs to play with. So more than that, and to not have for what it's worth getting, I was really surprised. I mean, there's some other ones that I think, you know, that have gotten into the Hall of Songs that weren't on their list. I think those are a little bit more explainable because of the era and sort of because of some of the things that we were doing with those songs but this one really a surprise because it's like i mean it's right in the wheelhouse of the era that you know where there's a huge number of songs from you know 65 to 75 that stayed on the list despite the turnover and it, it like to your point it's like the soundtrack to so many vietnam movies and it is one that is you know lasting on soundtracks and it just would have seemed to me that voters would have gone for it so again interesting very interesting to see that one not on the in the top 500 at all and neil young is on the track and if there's anybody <laughs> outside of bruce springsteen who has benefited from rolling stone over the course of its lifetime it's neil young i am so surprised that and a lot of legacy artists you know saw fewer songs far fewer songs get into the hall this time out the hall the rolling stone 500 this time out so just a really wild list we'll talk more about that in our 1967 episode there's good reason for that too which we'll talk about when we get there but i wanted to just throw that carrot out there that for what it's worth is not on the rolling stone 500 it is in the hall of songs and let me just say i think we're better <laughs> we are we are okay let's talk about the songs that are still on the ballot. They were on the ballot. They did not get the 66.67% support mark that gets you into the Hall of Songs, but they also did not get under 35% support. So they get to stay on one more time, at least one more time. And uh, let's read them off. So Chris, give us the first couple songs that uh, are still on the ballot and will be there for the 13th round of voting. All right, so very close with almost 65% was The Beatles again, uh, another 1965 Beatles song that is In My Life, uh, hanging on. So that'll be around and be interesting to see if that uh, uh, is another Beatles song that pops back up maybe uh, after its first year. And then closely behind that was My Girl with uh, 55% and When a Man Loves a Woman in its first year on the ballot with about 53%. Uh, really, I mean, all three of those are ones that would not have surprised me to see get in. Yeah, When a Man Loves a Woman by Percy Sledge was really doing well in the first couple of days of voting. It looked like it would get into the hall and then it crashed. It just crashed. That's happened. I seem to talk about one song every episode uh, that does that, that is in the lead or close to the lead and then just falls apart. And so it just depends on who's voting and when they're voting and that kind of thing. And I think there were a lot of Beatles fans who voted toward the back end of the process. Um, there were a lot of I would say classic rock fans that voted toward the end of the, the process. 
Uh, we'll talk about a song in a moment that had a big jump toward the end. Um, but yeah, this song is, you know, you talked about it in the episode, Chris, it's kind of a throwback and it's classic and it doesn't feel like a song that belongs alongside a, my girl and an, in my life and for what it's worth, but it is very much alongside of it. And it's, it's a great song. And I, you know, I hope that it might get that push next time out. We'll see. But, uh, and in my life and my girl, both fantastic songs that are worthy of the hall, in my opinion, but you know, we have sort of somewhere between a small and a large hall. So it'll be interesting to see if they get any more support than this time out next time. Yeah, before we go on to the next ones, My Girl is to me the biggest surprise of songs that have not gotten in so far. All right, so the next group of songs that are going to hang on the ballot for the next time out, the 13th round, at 52% support, you have You've Lost That Love and Feeling by the Righteous Brothers. At 48%, Paint It Black by the Rolling Stones. At 44%, The Times They Are Changing by Bob Dylan. And then at finally 41%, you have Reach Out, I'll Be There by the Four Tops. So Paint It Black was the one I talked about earlier of a song that got a lot of support toward the back end of the voting. It seemed like there was more sort of a, a bend toward voting in classic rock, I guess, you know, re, uh, for what it's worth, got a lot of votes toward the end. Um, and then paint it black. And I think there were a couple others that did pretty well at the end, but uh, I, you know, I, I, I could see that one kind of hanging, you know, off the wayside and not ever getting in. Is there anything in this group that you think maybe should get in or, or feels like it should be closer than it is right now? It's a, honestly a no. And it was funny. What I was going to say was those songs, the, the, that level is almost exactly where I would have put all of those, all four of those songs. Uh, I could see the time they are changing, maybe being higher just because I know there's a lot of people who listen who are big Bob Dylan fans. Obviously he was, uh, he was very quick to get two songs in, but no, I think those songs are about right where I would have expected. And, uh, and they make sense to me. They're really, really good songs. They're probably not quite at that, you know, top level. All right, why don't you go ahead and give us the uh, final few songs that are going to be on the ballot next time out. All right, three songs, all from 1965, that are hanging on uh, Ticket to Ride by the Beatles with 40%, also just less than 40%, Mr. Tambourine Man by the Birds, and barely hanging on with 35%, My Generation by the Who. I am um, surprised maybe that My Generation is hanging on by a thread. I mean, it's at 35.2%, so it's really close. I thought it would get more support this entire time, but it just doesn't seem like it's going to get anywhere closer. Yeah, I think the reason why I might be the most surprised by my generation not doing a little bit better is it's the only Who song so far. So it's like if you're, you know, if you are a fan of the Who, it would have been, you know, easier perhaps to channel, uh, you know, to channel that to vote for them. Like it doesn't, you know, Ticket to Ride. It's like if you're a Beatles fan and you show up, you could vote for yesterday you could vote for in my life you can think about it and say well those are i like those better than this but it you know it, it surprised me to that for that reason that it hasn't done a little bit better all right so those songs which there are 10 of them will join a bunch of new songs into the 13th round of voting that round of voting will begin on September 19th. 
And uh, so we could talk about, again, the 10 songs, the times they are changing. You've lost that love and feeling. My Girl, Ticket to Ride, my Mr. Tambourine Man, My Generation, In My Life, When a Man Loves a Woman, Paint It Black, and Reach Out, I'll Be There. They will join four more songs that you know of right now because we had the Veterans Committee episode last week and we put four new songs into the nominee list. They are Downtown by Petula Clark, She's Not There by The Zombies, Turn, Turn, Turn by The Birds, and Eleanor Rigby by The Beatles. So those four will meet the other 10 on the ballot again on September 19th. And then we will also join in 12 new songs that will be from 1967. So it'll be a packed ballot uh, next time out on the 19th. 26 songs in total. That is going to be that's going to be a throwdown, Chris. I, I'm ready for some fisticuffs. <laughs> it's going to be a stack ballot. I mean, when you yeah, oh, it's it's going to be wild. All right. So the songs that did unfortunately get the axe and are not going to be on the ballot anymore. We have to say goodbye to them. Chris, give us the first bunch. Sure. Eight Miles High by the Birds uh, came up just short with a third of the vote. You Keep Me Hanging On uh, also with about a little less than 30 percent. Louie Louie and I'm a Believer, both with about 26 percent, will be falling off. Uh, I've said before, I was really surprised Louie Louie didn't do a little bit better. Not as surprised like is my girl that it didn't get in. But that was one that it just seemed like it was, you know, it's such a legendary song. I thought it might be a little bit stronger. I'm surprised that so many 1966 songs dropped off the ballot in the first round. Um, That hasn't been the trend we've seen, especially lately. If 12 new songs come in from a year, it's like 10 of them stay on or or get into the hall. So only like maybe two get dropped. But this time out, there were about, I think, more than half of the 1966 songs. Yeah, it looks like it's exactly half the 66 songs got eliminated. I didn't even notice that until you said it. That's interesting. Yeah, really, really interesting to see that. And Eight Miles High is the one I was most surprised about because, um, you know, a buddy of mine said Eight Miles High is a perfect pop song. And I and I tend to agree. I think it's one of those that I haven't heard Eight Miles High as much as, you know, maybe I wanted to. And in gearing up for the episodes, listening to Eight Miles High, I was like, oh, wow, this is not only an experimental wonder, but it is a great pop song. And I love to listen to it. And so that not making it is surprising to me. I'm a believer got a lot of support toward the end of the ballot, but it just didn't get there. And uh, it would have been cool to see that kind of get in, but I understand why it didn't. Um, But yeah, I don't have really many qualms about this list. Yeah. I think, like you said, I sad not to see eight miles high hang on maybe for another year or two, but I, but yeah, I would agree with it. Not shocked that it wasn't necessarily up at the top, but, uh, but maybe a, a, you know, fewer votes than what I might've thought. The final four songs to be eliminated from the ballot, uh, we will have to say goodbye to them, include I Got You, I Feel Good, by James Brown. That got about 22% of the vote. Tomorrow Never Knows by the Beatles. Maybe we got it wrong. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we got it wrong. That got about 19% of the vote. River Deep Mountain High by Ike and Tina Turner got 18 to 19% support. And then Wild Thing by the Trogs. You got to telegraph it, you know, that these are the songs that are going to be at the very bottom. Uh, that got about 18% support. So we say goodbye to them. Any surprises out of that group? Um, I wouldn't say I'm surprised. You know, there's a thing. And I think I still think that Tomorrow Never Knows was the right nominee from Revolver. We talked about that in the, uh, you know, the Veterans Committee episode. And, you know, Eleanor Rigby is also a very worthy song. And some of these, I think, 
it is important for us to talk about them in the context of the year that we're talking about. Less important to say, all right, this one has to actually get into the Hall of Songs. And, uh, you know, I, I would feel differently if I thought we were leaving something off the ballot that was, you know, going to necessarily get in. I don't think that's the case. I think to some extent, you know, talking about these songs in their place, I mean, like River Deep Mountain High is another one that, uh, you know, we talked about the Rolling Stone top 500 list. That one, I've been surprised both in going back to the 2010 list and the new one, how high that is. And, uh, but it, it's, you know, it's this classic legendary song, a great vocal performance, but maybe not one that's sort of in that upper echelon that everybody just knows by heart and is going to vote for. So that concludes our roundup of the last round of voting. Uh, again, on September 19th, you will get not only a new ballot with 26 songs, but a new episode of Hall of Songs. That'll be our episode on 1967. We have 12 astounding nominees to talk about for that one. So please uh, find the podcast and listen. Of course, if you're listening to the podcast right now, you know where to find it. But tell your friends about us. Uh, Chris, where, where can you find our podcast? You can get us any place that you can get podcasts. Uh, we love it if you go to the iTunes store, Apple Podcasts, because then you can rate us and review us there, and that helps spread the word. But you can find us on Google. You can find us on Amazon. I now get alerts from Amazon all the time. Every time we publish a new episode, that's nice. Uh, we're on Spotify. We're on any of the apps that connect all those places. Like I use Pocket Cast. I really like it. Uh, but any place that has podcasts, and you can even just listen to it right on our website, allofsongs.com, if that's what you want to go for. So that's where you go. Just tell anybody that you know that this is a cool music podcast that is doing something different and it's talking about songs in a way that you're not going to get in the Rolling Stone 500. You're not going to get this kind of breadth and depth, okay? You can also find us on social media. We're on Twitter at Hall of Songs, Facebook.com slash Hall of Songs. Really active banter on that uh, Facebook page. I mean, we've had a lot of good chats with folks over the past couple of weeks, especially about our 1966 picks. Uh, some people getting upset that we picked Tomorrow Never Knows or whatever. Uh, not in the Pet Sound songs, whatever people are saying, but we try to respond and quickly and try to make you feel like, uh, you know, you're part of our whole conversation here. Yeah, some uh, people have actually posted their own lists and, you know, their own like top 12 or their own top 20. It's pretty cool. A lot of people doing some hard work and it's good to see. And, uh, uh, and, and I've enjoyed interacting with people there. I think somebody on our website posted a top 200. Did you see that one? Was it, two, it was either 100 or 200, all from 1966. That was, was impressive. 200 songs. Yeah, yeah. So this guy had clearly been, you know, creating this list for a long time. So kudos. If we did that, we would not finish recording an episode by the time it was time to start recording the next one. No, no, it would have been, it would have been a very uh, tall, uh, tall feat. So uh, yeah, go to facebook.com slash all of songs, our Instagram, which we will get to. I swear, I swear, I swear is at hall of songs. Go to our website again at hall of songs.com and then email us hall of songs pod at gmail.com. That is where you can, you know, talk to us. Tell us what you think about the show. What do you think about us? Tell us what you think about our picks. And if there are any songs out there that you think we missed or, we should be talking about, let us know. And we might even put them in the nominee list at some point. We have veterans committee episodes every four episodes, which is what we did last week where we say, Hey, these are the songs that we didn't put on the nominee list over the past couple episodes. We're now going to put them on now and we're going to talk about them. So email us at hall songs at gmail.com to do just that. And again, September 19th, 1967, also go to our website, hallofsongs.com to vote for the songs that you think should get into the Hall of Songs. Chris, who do we thank for the great work that they do? 
we need to thank Stock Music Media for our extremely catchy theme song that I continually get compliments on. And uh, Aaron Delashmutt for our cool little guitar pick plaques. Uh, you, whenever you guys vote in, you know, four or five songs, you keep him busy, give him something to do. And uh, uh, we get more and more plaques that we get to put up on the website, which is cool. The uh, Shaboom Watch is still on and I haven't seen anything yet. So <laughs> just keeping an eye out. It'll sneak in there one of these days. It won't. It won't. <laughs> That's all songs. Come back on the 19th for 1967. I'm Tim. I'm Chris. Bye.